All right, we are rolling. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Spectora Spotlight. I am Kevin Wagstaff, owner, founder of Spectora. We are back after an extended delay from obvious, the obvious coronavirus happenings and lots of other things going on in the world. But we are back now with Gary Dahl from Minnesota, out of Rosemont, Minnesota, Rosemount, Minnesota. Is that right, Gary? Rosemont, yes, sir. Rosemont. All right, and we have Gary on today because I actually got a note from our support team from Casey that said, Hey, I just talked to this guy, Gary. He is just amazing. He's fun. He's sharp. He's getting into the industry. I think he'd be a great guest for the podcast. And I don't really have a defined method for how we bring people on, but every time I get a message like that, I reach out right away because that just, it's a ringing endorsement. And so I reached out to him and right away he wrote back and said, yep, I'm in. Here's some th- here's some great things I want to talk about, and so we made it happen. So Gary, thanks for uh, thanks for taking some time out today. Well, thanks for advice. Right on. So um, if you if you don't mind, just giving people kind of a a quick rundown and and background of where you came from to get to where you're at today, and uh, and kind of where you stand, you know, in terms of getting into the industry, um, and kind of your your backstory. Well, I was kind of off the beaten path here. I've been in industries doing electrical work, HVAC, uh, all kinds of things I've gotten involved in. I'm 67 years old. I'm still working, but I wanted to be an inspector. And being retired, I just didn't see myself sitting watching TV very well. I decided I had to do something. So uh, the stuff I have is is enough to support being a home inspector. So I went into Inanachi and got my certification and I went to state and in our PP for uh, my radon inspection license and started my business last year. And uh, it's been fun up to this point. It's been a struggle, but we're to the point now where we can let her go. I've done a few home inspections and done some radon inspections and I'm looking forward to retirement next year. Beautiful, beautiful. So what, what was that moment when you decide, like what spurred the idea to become a home inspector? Like what were you doing or what, what kind of made that pop into your head as to something to pursue? Well, I guess I just live with the philosophy. I didn't go this far to go this far. Uh, I have, still have stuff to offer, but uh, my work abilities are not as strong as what they used to be when I was 30 years younger. Uh, but I still want to be out there. I had an operation two years ago, and I was out of work for six weeks. First week, it was absolutely great to have time off. And then the next five weeks, I went back crazy. I go, man, this is what retirement's about. I got to find something to fill my time. So then I started to get more into it. And my daughter and friends were having me inspect their homes, not having anything to do with any training or any sorts. But I did four or five of them, and I thought, boy, this is kind of fun. I think this is something I would like to do. Then I started looking into schooling and getting certified and filling in all the gaps that I was missing, which, oh, gaps, here are craters. <laughs> uh, I, uh, so that's, that's what sparked me, was basically set home from that operation and thought of retirement, and it just wasn't for me. I, I want to do something. I want to be out with people and and uh, be a part of this home industry. Yeah, I think it's such a common, uh, you know, kind of 
perspective and background because a lot of you know pri- you know a lot of guys used to be contractors hvac electricians talk to me a little a bit a little bit about the the thought of hey man i can't just sit around and do nothing versus hey how about a career where i can be you know out there working with people but it's not a 9 to 5 exactly what just what are your thoughts on kind of that transitioning retirement life because i think well it's- my thoughts is i've had a lot of friends who retired and once they've left work they have nothing in common with anybody and nobody really cares what their thoughts or their opinions are but being a home inspector people will seek you out and ask you for your opinions and they care and they will listen and that that then is a a catalyst to being able to dig more and deeper and get more and and right now i'm in a process this person oh we're ripping the siding off their house because they used the wrong windows and didn't put any flashing in and her walls have been sucking water for 15 years and all of her wood and stuff's destroyed and she's asking for help and then I'm just what I'm doing I'm I'm trying to help and find a solution because she's lost faith in in contractors and stuff so she wants another opinion mm-hmm. and that's that makes me feel good inside to be able to help people. Kind of weird, huh? But <laughs> no, not at all. I love that. We all need to feel value on some level. Oh, tell me this. And so, yeah, just that the fact that someone relies on your expertise and, and a lot of you and a lot of other, you know, new inspectors have worked for many years to build up that expertise, you know, in, in homes. And you can't buy that. That's something that you worked on for, I've been in industry for 47 years. I've been in a, in an engineering shop and uh, being able to to reach out to people and still have that human contact and have the people look at you with wondering what they should do next and, and valuing your opinion. Yeah. It's uh, very gratifying. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's an under talked about thing just to have someone care about your opinion, which I think is, is great. Um, so you started end of last year. Talk to me a little a bit, a little bit about the challenges you faced getting started. What were some of the, the things that were tough early on and still are? Well, you know what the end result, this is what you imagine. This is what you want to do. How do I get from point A to point B? Who do I talk to? How do I do this the right way? Am I doing the right way? Am I, do I have my cross checks and then make sure that I am doing this right? Do I need to go further in this area? Not the unknowing. The uh, Like I said, I, I know how to inspect a home. I think I can write a quality inspection, but I don't know how to market. I don't know anything about business. And if you can't market yourself, you can be the best out there and you ain't going to survive. Mm-hmm. So, these are areas that, and that takes office time. When you're talking office time, that means less time out in the field. So you're being taken away from what your passion is, and you're stuck in the office trying to work this stuff out. So these were my struggles was the unknown. Uh, now that I know it, I know exactly what I would do next time, but sure is never going to be a next time. <laughs> I ain't going to do this again. Uh-uh. Well, yeah. What are, what are some of those things or what would you do differently? Um, you know, if you know now 
know, know, knew then what you know now? Well, I'd probably get a accountant on board sooner. Ah. And uh, I mean, I, for some reason I went about the right way with the business. Um, you know, I got it to be an LLC and, you know, I did a lot of research on YouTube. Had <laughs> great place, great resource. But sometimes you got to take that with a grain of salt too. Right. Um, so I guess I would do that, and uh, hmm, I would not jump in as deep as I did. I had imagination. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this, and I'm throttling back my services because home inspection and radon inspection. It's a lot on the plate. <laughs> yes. You don't, you know, I've got in the drone and infrared and, and also uh, energy conservation and all this and that. It's like, oh, I got the time. You know, if I want to be good at something, I got to reduce the somethings. I can't be good at everything. Because, you know, home inspector is ongoing research daily. Daily. And then you, and then you get into an inspection, you run into this doodad that you have no idea. So then you, come back two days later with a nice report that do that correctly explained, but you still don't know nothing about it. So now you're going to spend a week or two researching it and its origins and what's wrong and the different types and this and that. So it's home inspection is a diamond with many facets. It's a running business, the marketing, the, uh, the accounting of the, the taxes, the legalities, the agreements. On and on, on. So that's the one thing I would do is I wouldn't have bit off so much at the beginning. I should have kept it simple off the bat. That is great advice. And I, I want to underscore that for, for any new inspectors out there, because I think there is a tendency, I think as humans, but then especially as home inspectors who are very detail oriented to want to like almost over prepare for the test and study for six months, not the literal test, but study for six yeah. months, get every certification, be completely 1000% buttoned up. And then they get out there and they hear crickets. Cause it's like, Oh wait, no one knows about me. I haven't shook any hands. I haven't had any coffees with agents. Yes. I haven't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I love that you bring up just jump in the pool. Um, you know, for lack of a better analogy and start swimming and you can learn as you go. Yeah. But that's uncomfortable, right? Most people are not comfortable with learning every day. We want to be fully prepared and then just think the business can come in. Yeah, Kevin, don't we all have comfort zones? And sometimes, <laughs> yes. sometimes to succeed, you have to break through that comfort zone and take chances. And then you got to calculate your chances to see if it's worthwhile even trying. Yeah. And see if you can... Tell me a little bit about that imp like imposter syndrome because I can relate to it. Obviously, we got into this industry and felt it. And you kind of have to walk the walk, you know, or talk the talk before you walk the walk or whatever that is yes. saying is. Tell me a little bit about that feeling of just kind of putting yourself out there before you feel fully ready. Oh, oh, I'm so confident in myself. I know exactly what I'm doing. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like holy cats you know one of my biggest fears i have is i'm sitting there with a young couple in their mid-20s with their father and they ask me a question and i say i don't know <laughs> then i had the father look at me <laughs> you know and, and that's that's a legitimate fear of mine legitimate very legitimate and, and i tend to over 
uh, prepare myself and uh, they don't need to know the specific gravities of certain things to make a decision. No, you don't need to go that deep. You got to talk in simple terms and, and how you have to, how you have to deal with the father who wants to prove to their kids that he knows more than the inspector. Now you have to uh, include him in the inspection and help him feel worthy. Then he starts going with you and then the inspection starts to get better because you're no longer bucking the water. Those type of things are not taught. They're learned through experience and it's hard not sometimes because you run into a brick wall and yeah. then get back out. You know, it's, um, I'm not sure that's the question you were asking. No, that's perfect. That's a perfect, and I think more new inspectors need to put themselves in those like fictional scenarios ahead of time. So then you can maybe have your, like almost pre-prepare your confidence or your lines for when that happens. Right. So it's like, because it is all about confidence and how you, you know, articulate or even how you say, I don't know, but let's read, I'll research that and get back to you, but let's focus on the big issues, you know, in this house and, yes. you know, and get them back on track because you're right. You, it could get away from you quickly. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then once you, once you've planted doubt, it's hard to get yourself up. That, very good point. And I think that integrity is so hard to get and so easy to lose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, what, yeah, what did, how did you, how did you know this wisdom or how did you come, how did you come about knowing these things? Um, got old. <laughs> yep. Experience, right. In other industry. Your old daughter. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I've been, I mean, I've, uh, the job I've been doing in engineering, um, I get to, a piece of equipment and that person's already frustrated and already pissed off and angry. And I deal with that daily, yearly, mm. and so a lot of the stuff you pick up just to your 40 hour job, you know, and you have to understand that person's perspective. How would you like to be there and, and be frustrated? And, and finally you give up and you got to put up with your own uh, insecurities and ask for help. You know, you had to, and you get to nurture that and uh, carry on with it. And it's the same way with with uh, these young people buying homes or scared. And let's face it, they're going to come up with some questions that you're going to say, really? But you got to realize it wasn't but 50 years ago I was in that same position. <laughs> I was scared. And to have somebody with that type of wisdom willing to share is a gift is a gift so that's the type of things you got to sometimes stand out just outside yourself and look at the situation i think that and i want every new inspector to really hear that because this is an abstract concept it's not you know it's not as physical you can't put your hands on it like a water heater or you know a furnace exactly. but you said understand that person's perspective. Like if everyone can internalize that and in, in new inspectors, especially I'm telling everyone I've talked to experienced inspectors. I've talked to 50 inspector companies, everything in between. And this is one of the core concepts that they go into every inspection thinking is trying to empathize with that person and 
understand them and work with them and, and communicate with them because then they feel understood. They feel like you're in their corner and they trust you. And it almost doesn't matter what's in the report. If, if you feel, if you understand them. So I love that you brought up thinking of their perspective because then that, that makes you explain things a little better, more in depth. I try to portray to my clients that the report that I do is not the product. You are purchasing me. I am the product. I am the person. I am the tool. And I'm to be accessed for any question, any need. I don't know. I have resources that they do not have. So I don't know. I have resources and I will get the answer. You know, and it's, you're buying, you're buying me for a certain section of my time and we're going to make an event out of it. This is, this is the way I try to portray myself. And at the end, here's your report. Yes. And in that report, there's also, okay, here's a picture of a cracked whatever. And in the descriptions, this is possibly why it cracked. And in the descriptions also an internet link if you want to learn more. And here's, and then it goes on to, you know, the person I would suggest to, to fix this. So I try to educate with, also with the illustrations from Internachi, uh, from their gallery, um, and their narrative. I use a lot of the narrative with this pictorial. So it's uh, the pictorial with the Inanachi is like uh, cake with frosting. I mean, the cake is kind of dry without it. <laughs> frosting is a little sweet without the cake. So you put the two together and it's a, it's a combo. It is. I, yeah, I, thank you for that. I, I think it's the winning combo for new inspectors to get it, to get what they need to get going. I love what you said about you. They're paying for your time and your ability to explain things. And so you are the product and I want to get any new inspectors with the opposite mindset snapped out of that thinking that, Hey, I I just make a report and send you off with it. And then you're on your own because no, like you are not your report. You are not anything else, but it's like your personality matters. And that's what I want everyone to take away from, from this little snippet. My pricing is based upon my time spent, not on the report. Because mm-hmm. X amount of square feet means X amount of hours. And they will get that complete hour. They will have me for whatever time they paid. At least. At least. There's always the, the on-call support. And then, and then again, at the end, is, is the report. So if I charge for five hours, they get Five hours. I'm not in and out in an hour and a half and go to the next house and see how much money I can turn. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to spend time. I love that. And that, that shines through. And I think real value shows and clients and agents see that. Um, so that's a great mindset. And I applaud you for that. Hey, talk, talk to me a little about the challenges with meeting Real, local real estate agents and or, or your perspective on how you're going to do that. Um, I know it's kind of all, you know, it's all happening and, and you're still new, but yeah. What, what are you doing and how do you think about the agent relationships? Well, you know, that's kind of a two edged sword, you know, the agent, a lot of times, sometimes the agents will think that you're there to spoil the deal or that, you possibly may have a little much control over their sale or not. Um, 
I'm basically working for the house. I, I listen to the house, what it tells me. Um, and if it has something to say, the agent and the client will hear it. Um, availability and uh, having an inner network with an agent is huge. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not available, but you know what I can do? I could split this up and make it and maybe do part of this for you and this, you know, get you going and all this and that. Trying to bend with these agents. Again, you got that integrity with the client, you got the integrity with the agent. So if you have a happy agent, you'll get a lot of work. Uh, so even though they're not paying you, you have to still uh, cater to their needs also. And as long as you do, they'll keep on clicking the buy now button on your site. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I know, I know like the new inspector kind of, uh, you know, challenge is always agents that have their guy or, um, yep. you know, Hey, we don't, I don't necessarily want to try someone new. What, how do you think that can be combated in terms of when you, Talk to an agent, they already have their guy. What, where does your mind go when you think of why you- I ask them, I ask them to consider me not to be your guy or your backup, but maybe your, your third guy. When everything mm -hmm. falls through, you know, there's a time, agent, the inspectors will come and go. And after a while you start shining through. And when you have, when I started the business, I wanted to have three things unique to my business. Uh, one, I thought was my um, certification. Two, was my radon license. Three, was the uh, buyback guarantee. So that was the three things. And then I also, I'm a, a licensed electrician too. So those are things that I try to uh, use as the basis of my business. So uh, that's the type of things that I try to tell the agents that um, a value package, there's a lot of inspectors out there that don't have licenses. That's true. There's a lot of inspectors out there that's out to make as much money as they can as fast as they can. There's not that many inspections that show the passion for the trade. They want to spend the time in there and enjoy the process. And they know if they get an inspector that enjoys the process, they will get a, uh, an honest inspection. They're not going to get someone who's, who's full of themselves. Look what I found. Look what I found. I can't believe that somebody would do this, blah, 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 blah. That type of talk, you know. Uh, I, guess, I guess I can just ramble on about that. Hey, it's a great point, though. And I think, I, I think most inspectors spent that are in this business that are truly in it and truly professionals spend time on the online communities and falsely believe that every inspector is licensed or every inspector, you know, knows, knows everything about the business and is a true professional. And it's not the case. Cause you're right. I think in every city or town that I've done searches and then I've talked to inspectors and agents in, there's always, there's always a lot of inspectors that are just, they do a couple a year or a couple a month. They don't really, stay current they're just kind of hanging on yes. and they're not it doesn't serve the client or agent well and so i think more inspectors need to talk about their licensing and their credentials and modern software all Doesn't these serve our industry either because you know 
these inspectors, man, they, I should have never gotten them and all this, and that spreads like a wildfire. I mean, that's that's contagious. You know, we want to we want positive. We don't want that type of. Uh, uh, we don't want to be known for that. Yeah, we don't need that type of publicity. I agree. It 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 still it makes the professional inspectors' jobs harder when there's these the ones that are that probably just need to retire if they're not going to put their full effort and energy to stay current and educated in because mm-hmm. then it just leads to poor inspections and it leads to missed items it leads to um you know some of these really terrible reports that i see i still see out there so clearly- I mean, just like albert einstein for instance everybody knows he was a genius and they asked him how do you keep all this stuff in your mind he says i don't because I just know how to look it up. <laughs> yep. And that's the same way with inspectors. I mean, uh, that's why we don't do reports in our cars and send them and go to the next house. We take them back to our office, and we got these orange flags all over the place that we have to, we have to look up, and we have to find the right answers. I like that mentality because I think there is a that's another misperception that you have to know it all as opposed to being good at researching and so I I'd encourage every inspector to get comfortable researching get comfortable having a group of inspectors that you kind of have as your your group online you know a circle of influence circle of friends online to bounce stuff off and I think our yep I think a good inspector is one that uh, uh, can see something's not right Mm -hmm. not necessarily know how to fix it or anything, but hey, that's not right. Be able to notice that and then do your uh, investigation. Especially as a new inspector, right? It's like there's going to be more time spent at home researching early on. I get yes. the sense that that's a, a normal progression. Mm-hmm. And I'd say experienced inspectors even, I think a lot of times they, I get the sense and I hear from them that they they've seen it all and know it all and can kind of cruise control it. Whereas like, you still got to research. There's, there's always new things that, you know, yeah, that you an inspector is not a code inspector. We're not to dictate code. It's not a judge. Does it work or doesn't work? Is it in the second half of its life? Take the mystery of, Hey, this is a trip hazard. It's a little place. Your railing's a little weak. You know, that's the type of things. Not yeah. Well, you know, this 1980 house in 2020, they changed that code. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, yep. Let's uh, let's shift gears. Tell me a little bit about the because in your notes you sent me, you talk a little bit about kind of the overwhelm of like researching, you know, from everything from from software to, um, you know, licenses, all the different services you could offer. Tell me a little bit about how you overcame that initial like, oh my gosh, I have to research so many things, buy so many tools, products. How did you handle that phase of? It was just totally organized chaos. <laughs> it was like, I had no clue. I mean, I went into this thinking, I mean, I'd done several home inspections unlicensed. Oh, this is fun. You know, I could do this. So, holy cats, I had no idea. Uh, so, I basically fell into it. Um, I had expectations of what I, how I wanted to do this. And then I was researching and ways to do it. I want to spend as little time in the office as possible. So I have more time out uh, with clients and having off time. My off time is very precious to me. So I wanted uh, an inspection software that would do my emails for me, my scheduling, 
my uh, service area, uh, basically like a secretary in my office full time, which I don't have to pay. Mm -hmm. Stuff's automatic. Hey, you know, I'm out shopping with the wife at the mall and all of a sudden I get an email saying, hey, you got an inspection three and a half in the mall. Great. I, everything was done up to that point. That's the type of things I, I like things simple. But to get to simple, it takes a lot of work to get to there. So basically, I looked at what I needed first. First, I, want, I like to name the business. I nailed that down first. Then after that, I continued on with my radon stuff. Um, while I was doing that on my off time, I was doing my inner Nazi schooling, getting my certificates and everything like that. So then I got to the point where, okay, I'm done with inner Nazi. Uh, well, I just got some mail here, sorry to speak that. Um, so I got through that inner Nazi thing. Now I started looking, okay, now I'm set there. I need to get a business account and get this thing start supporting itself. Um, so I went to my bank, got given you know, all the information on my business, and then I got a whole accountant and started getting that going. And uh, okay, now I'm coming up to Christmas time. Uh, I've been putzing with all different kinds of softwares. And uh, to me, they were all confusing. And I thought, this is going to be a large um, learning curve here. So which is the one I'm going to do? Well, just to put a feather you guys' hat, uh, everybody was saying, well, we are as good as Spectora. Well, we, we are cheaper than Spectora. Oh, we can do this as well. So all your people that you're competing with, I'm using you guys as a standard. <laughs> See, as your name's coming up all the time, I think if I'm going to put a lot of time in the learning curve, I think I'll try Spectora. So then I tried that 30-day thing, and I go, well, you know, I did do a bathroom all by myself. I think I'll give that a try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so then I just... Uh, Doug and Spector. So that's what I did since Christmas all these months is working with that and getting the agreements. And then uh, uh, after I built my agreements, I sent them into a lawyer that was provided through InterNotch and had him to read and make sure that all the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted and laid there. So it was step by step. I would, I would break up my progress in three months intervals. And this is where I want to be at the end of second quarter. This is where I want to be at the end of third quarter. Mm. I wouldn't give the prior quarter or the next quarter any thought. My focus was on that three months. I love that. I love breaking that up. That's how we operate at Spectora in kind of quarters. And then what do you need to accomplish this month, this week, this day to get to that quarterly goal? And well, that's part of that's part of me being an electrician is you go into a 480 panel, which is uh, 10 foot tall and six feet wide and wide. Sure is an awful lot of wires in there. <laughs> broken. So you guys think, huh, stop circuits down. So I'll just look at that. I'll forget about 95% of this other garbage that's in here. I'm just going to look at that, keeping it simple. So that's the type of philosophy I also used for starting up the business was doing the three-month uh, Blocks. I love that. And has it worked out? Have you have you kind of hit you know your first? I know obviously we I want to talk about 
quarantine and that throwing a wrench and kind of some of the plans, but has the quarterly goal approach worked out well? It worked out uh, well. It did. Now, uh, after I got it all put together, uh, I have holes all over the place. I'm no longer creating the business. I'm now filling the holes, filling in the gaps. So now I no longer have to think about building the business. Now I have to, I'm using this year here to streamline the business, to make it work better. Uh, my goal this year is to pay for my business expenses. No income, just get the business expenses. Next year, I wanna make some income. So it's baby steps. So uh, I'm gonna brag a little bit, but July, I didn't have to take anything out of my wallet. It paid for itself. I didn't make nothing, but it finally paid for itself. And it did it automatically with very little input from me. The, uh, uh, the, uh, the agreements, the uh, emails, the texts, the scheduling, the, the quick and online, everything worked. And that was, a, that was a real high for me to, to see that happening. You know, something we built, and I mean, we, I mean, I had, I had a lot of support. <clears throat> I could not have done this by myself. Because like I said, I, I know nothing about business. I know nothing about marketing. I just know enough to uh, do a, quality, uh, a good quality inspection. That's great. I think that yeah, I love, I love how you just don't get too far ahead of yourself and just say, Hey, let me hit these baby steps and kind of keep improving and the results will handle themselves. I think we could all learn from that. Yeah. So what, what does this next quarter look like for you or kind of what's, what's the, you know, I guess we're in Q in the well, third one. State fair. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Tell actually, let's back up and talk about quarantine. How did you kind of handle that mentally and, and approach that kind of as you were getting off the ground really? Right. I mean, this was kind of as you were. Oh of, yes. Yes. Business is going to go full force March 1st. <laughs> and, well, uh, where I work, I'm an essential employee, so I still had to work. And then they were gracious enough to, I mean, they did a wonderful job in keeping us separate and distancing and all that. Got through to this point. Well, as far as the business, I suspended the business for two months because, boy, we didn't know what we were looking at. I mean, this, this is a twilight zone. It's, you couldn't imagine this. Right. So, we put on this, and during this two-month period, uh, I was looking at it as what we have here is manageable. I can do home inspections with very little people. Around. Um, I'm doing online agreements and everything with uh, clients on the radon inspections. So basically, they just have to open up the door and back out and let me go downstairs and set the rate on stuff. And I can do all my business on the phone. So I was able to do workarounds with this virus. Uh, still the, the gloves and the booties and all that stuff come into play too. And a lot of people, a lot of the clients were very receptive to it and they became comfortable within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. I saw how it was going to go down and how serious I took it. 
yeah, I think we all had to adapt. Right. And, uh, you know, and I think real estate has held up. How has it been up there in Minnesota? Did, has real estate continued to chug along and, and do well? Real estate has, uh, yeah, it has, I mean, a, a lower interest rates that helps a lot. And, uh, Again, like you had mentioned earlier, we have these realtors who have their their go-to guys and their backup guys, so it's it's a little uh, uh, challenging with that. But uh, I'm in a perfect situation where I'm doing this part-time while working. Uh, I'm very close to retirement, so I have to explain to my full-time job that they are now my second job. My full-time job is my business. So I have no vacation time, so if something pops up, I just take a vacation day and, and do my business. And that seems to be working out quite well. So with what's going on now and with me working and starting up a business, seems to be a good fit right now. I like, yeah, let's touch on that for a second because I think that's common. A lot of guys don't want to jump in full-time because it is scary without the certainty of income in home inspections. How... What, what was the key to managing both and kind of doing it on the side while still working the full-time job and pulling an income? What, what was, what were some of the keys or challenges there? Challenges is getting too much business, not being able to serve. Now all I have to do is make a name for yourself that you no, know, you can't get a hold of him or, or no, he's going to turn down the business. Then you're ready. <laughs> you're destroyed. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to uh, accept everything that comes your way. So you got to throttle it down. You can't, really go gun ho with your marketing because you wouldn't be able to handle it if it did come. Right. But now uh, I have um, inspection companies. I just prior to this podcast, I had another inspection company call me and asked me if I'd be willing to be a backup for them because they have vacation times so or sick times. They need another company to fill in the gaps should they not be able to handle it all, which plays right in my hands. So I'm not really, I'm running my business, but I'm not full force. I am backing up other companies. So what's happening is I'm getting my name out to the realtor too. They find, oh, you know, Joe's inspection wasn't able to make it, but Dollhouse did. Who's this company? Hmm, look at the reports. Wow, you know, I'm getting my face out there just by backing up other inspection companies to sickness. And then also the radon. Uh, a lot of these inspection companies that get overwhelmed with radon measurements, they also access me to uh, uh, do inspections. And then I've tagged along with a couple of mitigation companies that uh, they would rather put in mitigation systems than do inspections and then doing the follow-ups. Uh. So, so what I offer is I, I offer X amount of money for the inspection. They go through my site, of course, because I want this well and good. And uh, the second inspection is free. Not really, because the inspection company I'm doing it for pays me. So that's my, if I <clears throat> I do a radon inspection, I get my, my pay that I, I, I ask for. And the second one, I get nothing, but the company who resources me has to pay that fee. The customer don't know that. The customer thinks he's getting the second one free after his mitigation system. But in all actuality, that's my fee from the uh, 
doing the inspection for the mitigation company because they're paying for the supplement inspection. What a great way to work with them. I, I even I haven't heard a ton of that, and that's that's wonderful. I think that, those are that, that way. There's no money going out of the uh, mitigation company's pocket if everything looks good. But if the rate on this high and they have to do a mitigation, that's where they have to pay me a second inspection, which they're happy with because I'm saving them a lot of money and I'm still making money. Yeah. Sounds like you are very practical in, in the way you work with others. And I, I know some inspectors can have too much pride and not go to other inspection companies and say, Hey, are you overflow? I could be your backup. Like it sounds like you just naturally did that and said, Hey, this makes well, sense. Well, I, I guess a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. I think others could learn from that though, to say, Hey, there's other, there's big multi-inspector companies in everyone's area that are probably overwhelmed that would be happy to outsource to a quality up and comer. If you have a good relationship with them, I think people are open to it. Good relationship is being available. Yeah. Sometimes just being available, like letting someone know you're available sometimes is the key. Yes. I think a lot of inspectors bury their heads in the sand and wait for the business to kind of dig in and find them. And that's, that's a mistake. I think that's a way to kind of become, uh, you know, irrelevant. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that networking. Cause I think, I think as a new inspector, I think this is a very underrated factor of even just meeting or talking to other inspectors in town, other radon, like radon mitigation companies, you have a relationship already with one. Yes. Did that all just happen organically or was that on purpose? Did you seek out some of these? Hmm. Now is this my memory check? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. Ah, mitigation company went to the state of Minnesota and looked for licensed people in our area mm -hmm. and found me. Okay. So then I did that and then they took me out to breakfast at the coffee shop and we chit-chatted. And they, we talked about the possibility of pardoning up, you know, and this what I had suggested that if the, if the measurement comes out normal, they pay nothing, but if there's a second one, they gotta pay for the second one type of deal, leaving the customer with a free inspection for a follow-up. And they were onto that. And so that's where that got going. And they got mitigation companies that they deal with, they also talk with, and then they start using me. So that's how it starts is uh, hooking yourself to mitigation companies because it don't cost, mitigating costs a few bucks. And they would rather do that in a day than to spend four hours traveling somewhere. And, mm -hmm doing that and then doing a, a retrieval and all this and that. And, and then in the same aspect, I've gotten a few home inspections because the, the buyer wants the house checked. Well, the seller is there. Oh, I'm buying a house too. Oh, you do home inspections too? Oh, would you mind doing mine? You know, I start strumming up home inspection business through my radon inspections because I'm talking to the seller, which I'm doing the inspection for the buyer. It's kind of like, you know, you're selling vacuum cleaners and you're trying to get your foot in the dirt so they can't slam the door. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta be there, right? Be there, be you present. Be, you, 
you can't make it happen. You just got to show up and see what happens. Yeah. And being present with every interaction, it sounds like, it sounds like you just casually draw people in and win them over by just being present and being yourself. Does that, does that seem accurate? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. I so guess. What are your challenges? Just through this home inspection thing, you know, you got people who are old and there's not really much they can do. But when you talk about home inspection, when you have a young couple see an elderly person come up the stairs, thinking, "Boy, that guy's been around. He must know a lot of stuff." They feel comfortable with an older person doing a home inspection because they've been around the block. As compared to a 28-year-old. Oh, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, you know, and they get a little leery of it. But it seems to fit an, an older person quite well being an inspector. Absolutely. It's an advantage. I think it's an advantage. It of, is. Isn't that crazy? It is. It is. And there's not a there's not a lot of games where there is an advantage there. And I think it should be used. You know, I think it's worth calling out. It's worth saying, hey. You want someone that's looked at this for 40 years. And there's the, there's the product, like we talked earlier, that is not the ins inspection product, it's the inspector's product. Yeah. Yeah. Got to press your advantage. Yes. So what, what are what are some, some things that you, looking ahead, what are some, some challenges or areas you wish you could accelerate your learning in or accelerate progress in? Um, you know, that, that you just know you need to do in the next couple months to be successful. Hmm. Isn't that something? Whether it's a marketing challenge or getting online resources ramped up or agent relationships, how do you get in front of more agents? I know there's always some that always persist, right? That, that never go away. I have a big gap in what I'm doing here and it is my, uh, networking my uh mm. yes uh the agents the sellers uh, i have to build people that right now i have a master electrician who's going to be available to do work and stuff because a lot of times you'll find something wrong and people see that since you're doing home inspection you may know people who can correct the issues right right you know, being able to give them two or three uh, options for them to shop around. Doesn't mean they're the best, but they're at least are options. Um, but not, there's very few things I say needs to be fixed. You got the, you got the 240 volt line current coming in and wrapped around a tree. That's gotta be dealt with. You know, that tree's gotta come down. I mean, I will be, I'll be persistent about that. But you know, the, the, the worn tile or the, the uh, you know the rough walls or you know broken tape joints stuff like that no we don't make a big deal out of that we just inform the client you know recommend so that's I want to I want to be able to oh I don't know how to say it I don't want to be there out selling. I don't want to be selling a product. Of, hey, I know this electrician. He can really do a lot of nice stuff for you. No, I'm not going to do that. But I also want to come and say, hey, you know, I trust, I trust this person. They'll take care of this issue. You know, a lot of these times, these people are, are hurting for time. I mean, things have to be done by closing. There's a small window. I've run in that a few times. 
holy cats, can you come out in the next two hours? Because tomorrow morning we got this and that. It's like, oh. <laughs> and you got to be there. And then there you go. You're starting to build integrity. You're starting to build uh, a network with the, uh, your realtor or your uh, agent. I love the That's idea. On is that inner, that inner network, something that's a little bit more secure, a little bit more flowing. I like flowing. I like the stuff that, that naturally works, not something that has to be forced to work. Yes, absolutely. And I think if, if inspectors can kind of keep that in the, in the back of their minds of slowly building up that network and keeping an eye out for quality providers and, and adjacent you know, industries, it, it's only going to lead to good things. And I don't think inspectors should ever feel bad for um, giving recommendations when people ask. I think inspectors, uh, I think our industry is so against that for some reason as a whole when it's just like any other you know, walk of life when people ask for like, oh, hey, do you know a good dentist? Hey, do you know a good doctor? Like you give people recommendations and that's okay. Well, there's a, there's a stigma about it that there's kickback. That if, you know, if I get this electrician to do this, maybe he'll give me a hundred bucks. You know, people are a little leery of possibly that the uh, inspector is going to make a little extra money because he's uh, got his buddy doing this or whatever. There's a lot, there's a stigma about that. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's something you want to stay away from. Yeah, I think as long as it's disclosed to people that, hey, I'm recommending him because he's quality. And yeah. if, shoot, if there is kickback, dis disclose it. You know, I think transparency is the ultimate winner when you tell people, hey, I'm not recommending him because I get 20 bucks. I'm recommending him because he's great and he's going to serve you well. That's good to know. That, that makes sense. Yeah, but – um. But yeah, it's the world we live in. Um, but hey, I want to I want to be respectful of your time. We got a couple of minutes left. Is there was there anything that you wanted to make sure we hit on, or any anything you wanted to kind of get out there into the world that we didn't talk about? Yeah, you have the winning lottery number. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me pull that up for you. <laughs> well, I guess um, to put it in a nutshell, okay, it's spectator time here. Uh, the Spector is a package for a home inspector. It's, it's, it's a key factor to success in my business. Uh, I got into this because I'm looking for a, an easy web-based software that I could do inspections with that was manageable. Something that did really nice reports. Now, that's the product. Well, I got into this, and there was a lot of things I did not know. And the support team inspector is phenomenal. I've asked some questions that took a couple, three days to get. And I asked some questions that in the middle of the question, I go, holy cats, I should have known it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the people, the support have been respectful, courteous, timely. Um, I just want to think that because of you guys, my chance of success are greatly increased. So that's all I gotta say about that. Also with the, the value with the uh, InterNACHI integration and uh, your web page support, it's it's a package. It's not just a, not just a, a home inspection software, but it's a complete package. So. I love it. And your website's beautiful. I, I think Alexis did a great job with it. Um, 
I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for agents to see the website. Um, and thank you for that praise. We lots of yellow. I like yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Catches the eye. Yeah. Kevin, I want to thank you for your time. This was fun. This was a blast. Thank you. Where, if there's other new inspectors that just kind of want to shoot you an email or connect with you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? It is Gary at dhi minnesotacom is my email address. Please, that dash is like a minus sign. Uh, yeah, please contact me. I'll be glad to chit chat. And I have so much more to learn. You know, we can use each other like sponges and soak information back and forth. Kind of create a kind of a network of our own. You know. Absolutely. I think new inspectors need to do this more and just have have other people to lean on and connect with. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I think new inspectors need that. You know, you got to feel like you're in a class with people and that you have people that, that are in the same boat. Yeah. Cause with inspections more than just the house, it's also dealing with issues that come up with human nature. And things you should say or shouldn't say, or did I do this right? Or, <laughs> and take our mistakes and learn from them. Uh, but if you don't have, if you can't figure out the answer, you're going to do the mistake again. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Gary, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you. It's been a blast. I'll link to your website and how people can get a hold of you in the in the podcast description. But. Um, yeah, let's check in again, uh, you know, towards later this year and see how you're progressing. I'll be excited to hear about it. Okay. See you later. All right, Gary. Take care.